Good evening. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? Um, very well. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. How was your week? What a great week. <laughs> uh, packing up to get down back to Florida. I'm back to Florida. So what did you do this week? What you had going on this week? Uh, the week before, I was in Vegas. This week, I've been in Kentucky. Next week, I'm in Miami. Could not you stay on the road traveling? You're a road warrior, girl. Yes, yes. I <laughs> sure. So I am all over the place. <laughs> Most definitely. So I'm sitting here seeing that you sent me a list of you. You won a lot of awards, and um, I see you uh, Miss Exotica India 2021. Can you please explain to my listeners what that is? Yes, yes. So the Miss New pageants have been going on, I believe, since like the 70s. So uh, you get different awards per state, per region, per country. And Miss Nude International is actually happening August the 9th at the Hustler Club in Las Vegas. So I did this year win India. Oh, my goodness. Uh, There's a lot of competition out there. That, that means she's the baddest woman in a in the in the country of India, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, I would like to think so. Yes, she's the baddest woman in it to, to win that. So, so that means you go on to like the the world competition. Yes, like I said, uh, Miss Exotic International is at the Hollywood Hustler Club in Las oh. Vegas, August the 9th. Okay, and what's some of the competitions that y'all do? do doing these competitions? So there's a pole competition. There's a showgirl competition. Then you have like best body, best face, best dress. There's a lot of different titles one could win by entering to compete into one of the Miss Nude Worlds, or I think it's Miss Worlds is the appropriate title competitions and that gets you boosted right into learning how to feature and traveling to different clubs all over the country and being a headliner and doing your shows and understand people so understand this headliner means money that means you get paid to show the fuck up you know You get paid. Yeah, that that means you walk in the door, they got to slap you with money before you even take your clothes off. That yes, is and that is exciting, but we also have to understand that I'm buying costumes and props yeah. and traveling and advertising. Yeah. So it's paid, but you got to spend money to make money, you know? Hey, oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't understand that you got to invest in yourself. Because if you don't invest in yourself, others will not invest in you. Correct. Yes, most definitely. But we're going to get into all that. I got to get these particulars going. And then we're going to get into this so everybody can know who this lady is, and which, which I will tell you right after I do these particulars, okay? All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to... The Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast uh, career. All you have to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get yourself a profile today. You can monetize each episode where you can start making money. And you can do all this for free and you can get distributed on multiple platforms. So go to anchor.fm or go to your app store and download Anchor today and start podcasting like myself. 
I am your host, Kavanaugh, the Southern Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. You know what it is. Go to allmylinks.com backslash Porn Rap Star so you can see all my porn, so you can hear my music, stream it, put it on your playlist, bump it, twerk to it. That's right, ladies. Please twerk to my music. <laughs> and I got an I got album you. coming. See, see, she's going to twerk to my music. I got an album coming this fall called Extraordinary 14 Banging Ass Tracks. Watch out for it. And you can follow me on social media. So go to allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star and follow me and learn the world of the porn rap star. We are also sponsored by the Facebook of the LS community. I'm talking about lsworld.com. Go there today, get yourself a profile, mingle with kick minded people like yourself, and find events in your area that you might could attend. Also, we are the proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. I'm talking about multiple podcasts giving you the black experience. And while you're there, you can get some shopping done. I'm talking about fashion, health, beauty. You can get masks. You can even get reading material. I'm talking about shopgwdistrict.com. Buy from over 500 black-owned retailers. And if you're a retailer, you can actually get a profile and start making money today. So go to shopgwdistrict.com. Buy black, support black businesses, build a black economy so we can create generational wealth. Now I'm about to be quiet and let this young, exotic, beautiful young lady introduce herself. Oh, that sounds like me. Hello, I am Sam <laughs> Singh. So I am your one-stop shop. I was originally a house girl, so I strip at multiple different clubs. I dip my I dip my little toes into featuring and started traveling. Then I became a pageant girl, like the Miss Nude Worlds and those competitions. And here in the last few years, I've been doing porn also. So whatever venue in the sex industry that you want to see me, you can find me. Almost oh, definitely. So let's go back, back to the beginning. What got you in the clubs? Oh, my goodness. So my little young booty at the age of 18, mm. I went into a strip club as a customer. There was mm. a birthday party that a friend of mine had hosted. And, of course, it was a male friend. I was like, whatever. I'll go. I'll have a good time. I don't consider myself to be straight. So I'll get a few lap dances myself. So, you know, I went in, I got myself a few lap dances and then I started talking to the girls and they're telling me about their job and hold up. I think I want to do this too. So one of, I became friends with one of the girls and I had actually known her prior to knowing she was a dancer. And one weekend she was like, why don't you just come audition? It won't hurt anything. Just do one weekend, see how you like it. If you don't like it, you don't ever have to come back. If you like it, then, hey, I, I taught you something. So I went in. I did my little audition. Oh, my God. Let me go ahead and tell you my audition was terrible. But <laughs> they hired me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, one, you're gorgeous. And two, like I said, you you are Indian. And yes. there's not a lot of representation of Indian women or Indian descent in the sex work field, period. So you're kind of like a unicorn in many ways. 
Unfortunately, there's not. I would love to see a lot more Southeast Asian women mm-hmm. be represented in this industry because I feel like a lot of women are enticed and want to do this, but feel pressure from societal norms or their culture to not do so. But a lot of the girls that have lived here are like, oh, I wish I could do what you do and go girl, go do it. I want to see a lot more of us out there. Oh yeah, most definitely. So you became a house girl. So what, what, what happened and made you move to being a feature girl and you started traveling? Um, because like, like I said, when it's, it is, it's kind of, you got to be ambitious if, and, and, and smart at the same time to, in order to be a traveling girl, especially to get featured. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not just how good of a dancer you is, it's also your business acumen behind it. I have always been that way. Um, I came from a medical background. I was on track to become a doctor, but uh, that's always been in my blood to do the best that you can be. And I learned that not only in the career atmosphere, but also in the sex industry, there was, uh, there was no ceiling. You could go as far as you wanted. And I learned about the featuring. So I decided why not? I'm going to enter a competition. So I threw together a costume. I believe the first feature show I ever did, I actually did like a Hawaiian show. So I had a, like this grass skirt and this pink bra of flowers all over it. And I ended up winning like two awards that year. And after that, I was hooked. I loved the competition, did a few bookings. And after that, here I am like six years later, still doing it. Now, when you did your first competition, did you go in thinking you were going to win? No, no. And I absolutely did not. My absolute first, I did not place. Oh, God. <laughs> so so what did you learn from that experience that helped shape you into gaining success in the pageants? Oh, my God. I think I learned more than anything uh, to have fun. You can go in and you can stress out about it. You can stress about your choreography, your costumes, whatever. Your nerves will be super high. But I find, like, even some of the bigger competitions I've done, uh, just go in with the expectation that you are there to have fun. You are there to entertain the crowd. You are there to put on your best show and then you'll do well but if you got in the back of your mind all this place this place this place this award this award then you're gonna stress about it and people can see that on your face just go in thinking yeah i'm hot let's do this so it's kind of like so it's it's interesting because like i said with you you basically have touched every spectrum of the business Um, i want to be honest yes Uh, (laughs) I try. And, 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 I, I like to and, be well-rounded. And at a high level, which which is very important. Um, because I see that you do not step under the level that you're at. Why is that very important? What, what do you mean by step under? Okay, then like, for example, your pitch is professional. Everything you do is professional and top level. You get where I'm coming from? So yes. it's kind of like you you set a bar for yourself and your image. You get where I'm coming from? Why is that important for you? Uh, that's that uh, Southeast, Southeast Asian mentality. 
<laughs> you don't get a B, you get an A. You have to get an A. So whatever you do, you do the best. And that is so much ingrained in my personality and everything I do that uh, there's no reason why that attitude can't be applied to this industry as well. Mm-hmm. Most so I took that and I said, I enjoy this. I enjoy this job and let's see how far I can go. Okay. So then we transferred to porn. So how did that transfer happen? And, 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 and when did the light bulb click to say, yo, let me try my hand in adult film. So I'm not going to lie to you. This was not a huge transfer. Um, yeah. Shortly after becoming 18, I did make a little cam girl site. So I can say that I was a cam girl since I was 18. Wow. That was a long time ago, but I had roughly two years before March, 2020, Mm -hmm. heard about OnlyFans and the different websites as such Pornhub I'm on that one as well that one is also one of my older accounts and I I threw out videos every now and then and it made me good spending money Mm -hmm. I was happy about that it was so much a month and I could do whatever I wanted with it because my primary income was coming from featuring and stripping so Mm -hmm. that was fun and then Oh my God, March 13th, 2020 hit. I got the news that the clubs were shut down and I was like, okay, it's a good thing that I've got all these different accounts going as far as cam girling and pornography, because that's going to be my primary for the next year. And it was for, for about nine, 10 months. That was my primary, but now coming out of quarantine and into a little bit more sense of normalcy compared to 2020, um, I've got the income from my websites and porn as well as traveling and dancing. So honestly, that was growth for me. I'm glad that happened. I'm not glad that happened for everybody. I understand that that was backbreaking for many and honestly i'm not gonna lie when that happened to me i was freaked out i was like oh my god what am i gonna do you know so i didn't know how exactly that would turn out for me but Mm -hmm. it ended up being a blessing in disguise yeah because i see you everyone had to pivot because it it really threw everybody off very heavy and it kind of did force ladies who had only fans really focus on their only fans so when you started doing your content, how did you come up with the different ideas, the different type of scenes that you wanted to come up with and do for your OnlyFans for your content? So, like I said, I had the account for two or three years prior to shutdown. So I had videos up already. Um, one of my most popular before 2020 came around was an mm-hmm. anal bead scene so mm-hmm. it's not that long it's less than 10 minutes but it's literally me just shoving some anal beads up my <laughs> and then pulling them out and putting them in my mouth and that was like mm-hmm. oh my god amazing to people that were not familiar with the industry at the time i understand mm-hmm. now only fans is super mainstream mm-hmm. but and that's a good thing that brought a lot a lot of new people to me, but that was so well liked. So, uh, I got the idea that anal was a good fit for me. So like yesterday I had a live show on my 
R-rated sites that were about my toys. So I have an expansive anal collection as far as butt plugs and tails and beads. And some of my videos are anal videos. And those seem to be mm-hmm. what my personal fans like the best. So I like to, I like to stick mm-hmm. to that. Okay, most definitely. So, so with that being said, when um you do boy girl, because you do do you do anal with your boy girl? Yes. Okay, then a lot of people don't understand that you gotta kind of gotta prep your ass for a boy girl thing when you come to anal, especially for camera. Can you oh, please, just, yes. you know, can you please oh, talk yes. about that? <laughs> so I guess I shouldn't like name particular products, but uh, <laughs> definitely. Oh, you- Definitely use a little douche beforehand. Make sure you don't eat for like six hours before you're going to shoot. And then take an electric razor. And I stress this. Don't try to shave with a razor razor. Use an electric razor and shave that booty hole. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because it's going to get plenty of camera action. So do you shoot with companies as well as independently? So as of now, I am completely self-managed. I am a one-woman show. Okay. Okay, most definitely. So when you come to picking your male talent, what is the criteria that you go through for you to pick guys? Honestly, well, obviously, let's go ahead and get this on the air real quick so everybody can hear, get tested and get tested frequently. Amen. If you don't have your paperwork for that, that's an automatic no-go no matter how much I like you. (laughs) I mean, uh, yes, get tested and get tested in between every partner frequently. So that is important. Also, don't come to me on one of my XXX platforms. If you come to me on OnlyFans or Minivids or AVN, I cannot respond to you and say that, oh, I'd love to shoot with you because that's strictly not allowed. Meetups are not cool. And those companies do not want people to meet each other off of it. So mm-hmm. I get plenty of messages on my own OnlyFans that from guys that are like, Oh, I'd love to shoot content with you. Well, mm-hmm. that's great. But if OnlyFans sees this message, then both of us could be in trouble and our accounts might get deleted. So please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when they do step to you, what, how they need to step to you? That's the kicker. Because I have a lot of guys that say, say, how do I get in the business or how do I approach females? And I tell them you have to step to her professionally and you have to step to her in a certain way to you need to let your work speak for itself. And I think a lot of guys don't understand that. Can you explain that to them? What I mean by that? Okay. yes, because I get offers from Twitter and I'm not going to lie and say that I haven't played with a few people, but um, (laughs) your first message should not be a dick pic. I don't know why people do that. <laughs> You're laughing already. I hear you right now. Yes, your first message should not be a dig pic. Please come at me professionally. This is a business. Come to me and say, hello, my name is blah, 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 blah. I work with, if you work with an agency, say that. If you are personally managed, say you 
are a content creator working for TFP, trade for photos, content, whatever. Um, but don't come at me with a dick pic and be like, yeah, do you want to sit on this? We can make a video. Uh, that automatically turns me off. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, because it's, see, what she's saying underline, so you people can understand for the simpletons, she want professional talent. And please explain to people why it is better to have professional talent than just any old talent. Well, when you're working with a professional, a lot of people don't understand the amount of paperwork that goes into this, as well as the amount of work from the photographers, the videographers, the makeup artists. I mean, for a 30-minute video, we're going to spend eight hours, maybe more, mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. one video. So you've got to come ready to work. This is not a, oh, I'm going to come fuck you, and we'll put up a camera, and that's that. No, you got to come ready with a work ethic. <laughs> Most definitely. Because people don't realize shooting in front of the camera is not the same as shooting. It's just fucking. And I think a lot of times... Go ahead. What you about to say? There's a video I'm shooting, and it was one of my videos that I believe was 35 minutes. We mm -hmm. finished. Oh, my God. We went back to the office. We were watching it on film right there on the uh, the photographer's laptop or i think it was his desktop whatever um and one scene it just the camera had glitched or something it didn't story now go ahead finish up <laughs> go ahead, finish story. so we were watching part of it that was not like the best it could be so they were like okay you guys have to get back in this position and reshoot this three minute segment Yes, I, I, even to the point that even if a guy pops quick, he has to get back up and we have to shoot even longer to give the scene length. And people yes, don't realize. Exactly. So if, if that doesn't look right, well, you better get back into it because we have to reshoot this scene right here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And don't even count steals. We still got to do the steals. <laughs> oh my gosh. Usually I do the photos first because we all know what a girl's makeup looks like afterwards, yeah. but we're not gonna talk about that. Yes, it'd be all messed up. We come don't in pull the face. my hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you don't like that. You don't like your hair pulled. Oh baby, it depends if I've got my extensions in or not. Oh she, oh Lord, she 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 letting you know some secrets, people. She letting you know secrets, people. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. So with with OnlyFans, because I always have this question with ladies, how much of the functions of OnlyFans do you use when it comes to you generating income with it? Oh, good God. All of them that I'm aware of. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's like so so break it down. Which one probably nets you the best? One on one messaging. Break it down so, to me. I find that most of my clientele prefer to have a personal relationship with me. I spend an inordinate amount of time making custom videos, sexting people, doing video chats, phone calls. 
So mm-hmm. most of my incomes come from one-on-one, but mm-hmm. again, you do have your subscription money that comes in. I have my PPV or pay-per-view mm-hmm. um, money that comes in as well as campaign funding and items as like used underwear I sell. I have pins that are, have naked pictures of me on them. So don't use those to sign paperwork in front of your wife, but <laughs> <laughs> posters, business cards, whatever. But there's so many different ways to make money on OnlyFans and every girl has a different method to it. Um, mm. But mine personally is one-on-one, but I also like to talk uh, if you haven't t- been able to tell already. So oh, yeah. Uh, I like to talk to people. I like to get to know them. So that's my that's my game right there. I want to talk. Let's get to know so, each other. So, so your personality and your your talk game. How much is that a key factor when it comes to those one on ones? Because, like like I said before, one, a lot of ladies don't have the personality to draw guys. You get where I'm coming from. So, how much personality plays into that? I have to thank stripping for this. Honestly, my years of dancing prior to me getting on OnlyFans really helped because I had that one-on-one customer interaction. When you're online, when you're behind a screen, it's quite a bit easier to convince people. But when I'm sitting in front of you asking you if you want a lap dance or a champagne, that is so much anxiety stress looking into your eyes and knowing i have to sell this i have to be sexy i have to be fierce i have to not look like i am afraid at all so when i went on there it was behind the screen for the first time um seriously it was like wow this is this is chill. I mm. like doing my live shows where people watch. I like doing my video calls. It's kind of like a champagne room, except mm. the person's not right there in your face. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, because like we even to to me, the ladies don't understand that the personality draws the guy in. The beauty draws him in, but the personality keeps him. You know. Oh girl. yes. Uh, customer retention is important. Yeah, because um, because I see that to me, you being the strip game and being personable and being customer service. How much did that influence how you've been moving the adult film side of things? Oh my God, it, a lot. I can only and I have clubs that I didn't really enjoy working for, but. That influenced me and my online work so much because I felt like it was easier for me to deal with certain situations and respond to certain messages. Whereas if I hadn't beforehand, I wouldn't have known how to talk to these people. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So being that you are a, a, a Indian um, adult film star, um, do you get a lot of support from, from, from your, from your people doing this? Or you get a lot of, uh, negative ne- negativity? 
it is wildly, wildly, wildly on one end of the spectrum or other. Uh, some people hate it. They tell me all kinds of bullshit. Mm. Sorry. And then some people love it. They're like, oh, I love finally seeing an Indian. So, <laughs> I mean, there's really no middle ground there. It's like people hate it and think that I should be punished for it, or people are praising me and want to see more like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. So, do would you do scenes to play to the stereotype of 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 Indian people? I actually do have a few out already. <laughs> do tell, tell me, tell me about it. Um, so a few of my Indian videos where I wear traditional clothing, um, mm-hmm. are some of my better sellers. So. Mm-hmm. Those I, I don't mind doing. I love when I dress up. And the entire time that I was at the Exotic Dance Expo this year, actually, 2021, that mm-hmm. was in Miami as well, I wore my Indian outfits most of the time, and it went over really well. Yeah, do you think you being an Indian porn star, do you think it make you stand out even more? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, be it that- it catches people's attention. Mm-hmm. So it, it gives me a little bit of something different for people to look at because I mean there are certain genres and I'm not gonna like name names again, but mm-hmm. there's certain things that you can see a million of. But mm-hmm. I have a little something that makes me kind of different. Mm-hmm. And sexy, because I'm sorry, you I've just was sitting there looking at your pictures. I'm just like, man, you are gorgeous. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You <coughs> excuse me. Got choked up because you're so beautiful. But um <laughs> but no, but seriously, um no, because it's like it's not just the fact that you ended, you also have a, a look that really stands out. Even with your eyes and, and the way they you know they they're piercing and everything and stuff. And um I think you you, you had mentioned the fact you got other platforms that you're on. Um, when did you figure out I need to put my stuff on different platforms versus just, you know, stick my eggs in one basket? Oh, no. I was never a put my eggs in one basket kind of girl. I do believe the first time that I started, and like I said, I started when I was around 18. Um mm-hmm. You never rely on one website, and any of them could go down for any reason. I mean, it could be something mm-hmm. as simple as a 48-hour, you know, like, we got to update the website. And then what, you're just going to go without income for 48 hours? No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Not as a business person. <laughs> so you're going to find something else and diversify and not Every guy that is on OnlyFans is on AVN stars or mini vids. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have such different clientele pools to mm-hmm. get fans from. A mm-hmm. lot of people are brand loyal, which means, oh, this guy over here won't make an account on this website because mm-hmm. he's so loyal to this one and used to it. His credit card's already hooked up to this one. He doesn't want to go over here. Mm-hmm. And you can't make them. So I just make sure that I have as many of my bases covered as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can get the the best that I can be. <laughs> oh, I feel you. Now, we're about to get real for a second. We're about to get real for a second. 
Now, what people don't understand, they don't see, is that, like to give you an example, we, everyone talked about Jimmy Smack, right? Okay. Jimmy Smack, Jimmy Smack made a million dollars off of OnlyFans, but he did not average a million dollars after that. Actually, he might be averaging $5,000 right about now, to be honest with you. What people don't realize is that the business fluctuates. One month is great, the next month is, is, is not as great. One, I want you to speak to that. And two, also give me some of the techniques that you used. And when you see the sales is not going as good, I do this to kind of get things to boost and get things to crack it. Okay, so we're going to get real real. Yeah. There are months that are hard. There are days that are not even $100. And then you hit that block and you're like, what the fuck? I just made like this much last week. What's happening? <laughs> yes, I know the feeling. So, you, you know, you, you don't get a paycheck for your time. You, it's all on you. So you're freaking out. And I know there's a lot of girls, there's a lot of controversy about this subject. But buying advertisements, buying promo to get your face out to other people Mm-hmm. that are already on the site to see you. Mm-hmm. So I have spent several grand just in the educational material, advertising, mm-hmm. promotional posts from other girls uh, in mm-hmm. order to get my views back up. I mean, there's been times like, okay, so I told you that I was on OnlyFans prior to. Mm-hmm. I lost about... 70% of my following by the end of March, 2020. Mm. So mid March, I was like, okay, I'll just go back online. It's fine. And then by the end of March, I had lost 70% of my following. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. I, I went on, I bought advertising on the internet. I spent money on promotional posts from girls that were larger, well known than I was and people found me from them and they've stuck around. I've got a few that have been with me for over a year now. Yeah. Because see, I'm going to tell you, I'm glad that you're saying this because you got these girls that sit here with that top 0.6% and they had that motherfucker up there for three months knowing that your ass had been top 0.6% since the first month <laughs> trying to fake it till you make it. <laughs> but it's, but I think a lot of times ladies don't know the real or guys when they come into this, you know, period, I mean, that the same it, it, thing with featuring, like I said earlier, you got to spend money to make money. So you have to spend money on advertising. You have to spend money on promotional posts. You have to spend money on the photography. Mm-hmm. So you have quality photos and videos to put up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Now, I see you put a lot of time to your branding, such as I see you have TikTok. Um, how did you learn and adapt to the way that these social medias have been attacking sex workers? How do you adapt with your promotion on that? <laughs> I think I'm on my seventh TikTok. Duh. <laughs> I'm on my third. Um, and I think I'm on like my fourth Instagram. So actually Instagram just recently yesterday got a little more strict. So if you want to go into your settings and change your settings to allow sensitive content, 
Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do that. I'm screaming this from the rooftops. <laughs> but because- yeah, uh, it's unfair. I don't really have an argument to scream against it beyond it's unfair. When I find a way to fight it, I will definitely be letting everyone know. <laughs> yeah, but see, that, but that's why I tell people that this is a business. Um, because you have to learn to adapt to these things. And they change so quickly and so much, you know, period. Because I'm waiting for the moment when OnlyFans bump off all the sex workers. Because this is going to be the equivalent to when Backpage got shut down. Uh, Patreon is see- the same thing. Yeah, but it's it's kind of like with Patreon, Patreon wasn't the level of OnlyFans. Let's keep it 100. OnlyFans. That's only Rappers. No, not even that. Floyd Mayweather wore only fan boxing trunks. Oh my god! And the hat, the baseball cap. C- come on, they, they, you can't get more. You can't get more mainstream than that. <laughs> I think OnlyFans became so popular, like it did again because of quarantine. So your yeah. strip clubs, your dance clubs, all of that was shut down. So where do people go to see people like me? Oh yes, and 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 jerk off and be like, oh my god, I just love her. <laughs> I just love her. <laughs> She's just so sexy. So, so it's like, um, what are some of the misconceptions that you run into with, like, you know, with with, with fans and and the whole nine, you know, period, and and customers. With just fans or everyone included? Uh, well, with me, I hate people, so everyone included. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is one of my favorite ones. This is one of my favorite ones. And these are these are memes. I'm trying very hard not to cuss on the street. No, no, no. You can cuss. This is uncensored. Uncensored, baby. What are you talking about? But the, the the little memes about I'm this close to stripping or I should just sell feet pictures on the internet. Like, mm. okay, that's cute and all, babe. But I literally spend 8 to 12 hours a day on the internet and they don't understand that and maybe it's not just on the internet you have to take into account photo shoot time video shoot time editing time posting those tagging them putting a url slug on it advertising what you just posted so other people see it responding to two three hundred plus messages a day minimum plus putting out your videos in a PPV plus doing live shows, radio shows, whatever you got to do. And I, there's a lot of people that just think, Oh, I can just post a few pictures online and that's that. And mm-hmm. no, baby, it's not, this is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And see, I think, and this is a question is actually a question I'm asking you, but this, when did it hit you that? Yeah, this is a full-time job. When the moment it hit you, <laughs> When they slapped you in the face. I was probably about 22. So I'm not going to lie. It took me about three, four years to get there. Maybe mm. 21. So let's say three or four years to get there. But that's when I, I quit my big girl job. And I decided I'm going to dive into this full time. And mm. I, I'm glad I did. Because obviously a few years later all this happened. But mm-hmm. I'm almost 30s. So that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Woman, woman, you know, dang you don't overlook that age. You don't overlook it. I, I actually thought you was uh, younger than that. You know what I'm saying? Be honest. With you. I, I appreciate it. I'm blushing. If I wasn't <laughs> so brown, I'd be blushing. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, in my mind. In my mind. <laughs> <laughs> See, people, you understand, dude. This is a gorgeous female. Please go look at the pictures. Go buy her shit. I'm telling you. Gee, it's, it's, it's you. You is a unicorn, baby. You are rare. Your beauty is very rare. I'm telling you, especially in this business. So it's so to me, um, when it came to branding yourself and like how you want to be remembered, your, your niche, you know what I'm saying? How much thought did you put into it? And um, even to the name you wanted to use, especially when you was a stripper. Okay, so Sam Singh was not my first name. This mm. is a hilarious story. You're going to love it. Um, okay. When I decided that I was going to dive into this full time, this was going to be, this is my career. This is it. This is what I want to do. I made my name Sam Swallows. Sam who? Sam Swallows. You just made my dick jump, but go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, if you guys watch my videos um, and you're listening, you've probably seen a few at this point. You researched me. Um, I always mm-hmm. swallow at the end. So when mm-hmm. I started featuring and being serious about it, I went as Sam Swallow. Mm-hmm. And then I went to a club that was like, uh, I don't think we can advertise that. Mm-hmm. So I had to change it, and I wanted to keep the same initials as S. So mm-hmm. I went for the most like generic Indian name that mm-hmm. popped into my head because I wanted mm-hmm. people to understand. Like, yeah, I'm Indian. I'm from India. That is where I was born. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wanted to be obviously Indian and Sam because that is that has been my nickname since I was like ten. Mm-hmm. So, and and what part of India are you from? Calcutta. Calcutta. When did you come to America? Oh, I was five years old. Oh, God. So you was a baby. I was a baby. I was a baby. I'm a baby. <laughs> I'm Florida. Yeah, have you ever heard of Florida, man? Yeah. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> so have you been back? No, unfortunately, I haven't. And I did say when I got done with college, I was going to go back. And, you know, something comes up and you say, okay, next summer, okay, Mm. next summer. And then now everything in this world is crazy. So Mm. I promise next time travel restrictions are good, I'm going back because I put it off too long. (laughs) No doubt. So are you looking like, um, because you know they're doing what it's called like the content trade houses. Are you looking to do any of those if you ever invited? Oh, my God. I was invited to one uh, recently, but I actually was in Vegas for Mm -hmm. the July 4th party. And uh, I got a heat stroke Mm -hmm. badly. So I did not make it out to the model house I was supposed to go to. Oh, God. I hate, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you okay, baby girl, because that heat truck ain't no joke. Whew. That took me about a little over a week to recover. It was yeah. nasty. Yeah. Do not stay out in that heat for long. 
Uh, or drink plenty of water. Plenty. See, that was where I messed up. I had a few beers. <laughs> I ran around the Las Vegas trip for about three hours in 120 degree heat. And that was uh, stupid on my part. See, 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 I, I would be terrible in Vegas because I wouldn't come out to nighttime. <laughs> I was hotter then. Oh, God. <laughs> the pavement starts radiating the heat up instead of the sun oh, down. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even stand the dry heat of North Carolina, so I can imagine Vegas, which I got to make a trip out there anyway, to be honest with you, because I got too many people out there that I got to come see. You got to go. Sure. You got to go. Yeah, see. see, but, but I'm going to get to see you, though. Depends when you go. Oh, 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 I gotta do a photo shoot and a video part with you for sure. You know what I'm saying? For okay, sure, we'll get together. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely, baby girl. So tell everybody where they can find you, girl. You can find me. All of my links are at xsamsingx.com. So put a X and then my name and then X.com, XSamsingX.com. Every single link that you want to find, social media, all the way to triple X. See, say no more. So life is a learning experience. What's the point of experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke that over. So you're going to come back to the pod and be a smoke buddy, baby girl? Hell yeah, I'm in. You heard it. Sam Singh will be back to swallow some more verbalage with the porn rap star on the Sam Smoking House. Oh, yes. Take care, baby. You as well. <laughs>